0: Friends, fiends, rapscallions, I know what you all must be thinking every time an episode is released of Easily Irritated. I'm sure you're all thinking, God, Mike is my favorite comedian. I love his stand-up. I love his podcast. I love Mike McCowan. I just wish I could have a podcast myself. I wish that people would want to listen to me talk. I wish, you know, I'm passionate about... JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. Maybe I should start a podcast on that. But who's going to listen? And then I'm creating all this work, all this effort to just shout into the void? No, that doesn't sound fun. But here's where you're wrong, my friends. There's a magical little platform called Anchor. And it's everything you need or anything you want to create a podcast. It's completely free and there's creation tools To make it easy and fun for you to be able to do it literally anywhere you can do it from your phone you can do it from your computer you can hold up your phone like you're talking to a friend and you're actually reporting a podcast and the audio is amazing this is what i used when i first started my podcast and it is a great app it's a great platform and the best thing about it is you upload your podcast send it away and anchor Will upload it for you onto all the streaming platforms, onto Spotify, onto Applecasts, anywhere that you can listen to podcasts, you'll be able to hear your podcast. I'll be able to listen, you could send me your podcast and I'll listen to it. Anyway, you're probably still thinking, I don't know, I'm a little on the edge here, I'm a little on the fence. Because even if I do create a podcast, who's going to listen? I'm never going to make money. Off the podcast, not like you do. But see, this is where you're also wrong, my little wolf pups. With Anchor, you don't have to have a minimum listenership. You don't have to reach 500 people. You could reach one dude in South Carolina that lives in his mom's basement, and he never wears pants. He only wears tidy whities all the time, and his mom brings him oatmeal when he's hungry. And corn dogs, because who doesn't love corn dogs? It doesn't matter if that guy is your one and only fan. Because with Anchor, you don't have to have a minimum listenership. You could have one guy, two guys, 500 guys, 1,000 guys. It doesn't matter. You'll still make money off your podcast by reading ads, much like I'm doing now. There's no minimum listenership. That's what's great about Anchor. It's everything you need literally in one place to make a podcast. Now, listen closely and I'll tell you how to do it, all right? It's super complicated. You might want to take some notes. Step one, open up your smartphone or iPhone. Go to the app store and type in anchor.fm. Click the download button and get your podcast started. It's that easy. All right, now enjoy the show. Easily Irritated was not recorded in front of a live studio audience, but rather a captive audience of pop figurines and porcelain dolls. Welcome to another episode of Easily Irritated. I'm your host, stand-up comedian Mike McCowan. Alright, here's another episode of The Lost Tapes. Audio quality is still poor, I'm still trying to improve that. So, um, I don't know. Enjoy the good audio quality of the regular episodes while I work on the bonus episodes. Alright, here's uh, Travis and I and uh, stand-up comedian Travis Clark and I are having a phone conversation. Uh, We talk about a lot of different things. It's a two-full-hour conversation. Uh, one of the things we talked about in the beginning is the metalcore video, the German metalcore video, Hypa Hypa, by Eskimo Callboy. It's it's a pretty great video, despite what Travis's opinion is on it. He's not a fan of metalcore, therefore he doesn't get an opinion. You know, Motionless and White, also a great metalcore band. Look it up. But yeah, Eskimo, Eskimo Callboy just released their hit single, Hypa Hypa. And it's pretty dope, check it out. It's not what you would expect, for sure. They're all wearing mullets, for one. It's kind of got an 80s vibe. But, yeah, it's definitely EDM EDM electronic dance music mixed with a little bit of uh, dubstep and metalcore. It's pretty sweet. And despite what Travis says, it's extremely catchy. Don't listen to him. Anyway, enjoy this episode of The Lost Tapes on Easily Irritated welcome to another episode of the podcast but it's not just any other episode of the podcast my sweet sweet wolf pups like i said Goblinites, the audio quality is going to be a little askewed. It's what happens when you talk through telephone and you're dealing with a technology impaired person. Not me, no, no, not me, but Travis Clark. He can't seem to get his phone onto the right app to record the right way. So while I work on this, uh, you're going to just have to suffer because I don't know how to fix it right now. But here's the. Bonus episode number one of The Lost Tapes. I've pieced together my conversations with his permission, of course. And we've created some uh, bonus content for you guys. Alright? I'll release some... Huh? Hell, I'll release it today. Sunday. Now it's 8 o'clock. Fuck you guys. Actual Easily Irritated with John Amon comes out in just a few hours. Just wait for that. But no, I'll schedule this for Wednesday. So Lost Tapes, they'll air Wednesdays. And Wednesdays and Fridays, how about? And uh, regular episodes, Mondays, Thursdays. All right. Here's my conversation with uh, comedian, stand-up comedian, and director Travis Clark.
1: That, thing? that goddamn video.
2: Oh, the Hyper um, Hyper? Hyper
1: Hyper.
2: That was an awesome video.
1: No, it wasn't. It was retarded on every fucking It, level. it was
2: meant to be retarded, and tell that to 24 million people. It was meant to... That's the whole characters. I know that, but
1: fuck, the song wasn't even catchy.
2: It's extremely catchy. Hyper, hyper, you're pretty and I like ya. I wanna party with you all night long. That's more important. catchy is the chorus. Do, 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 do. That's, what, this, the metal part? The metal part's the good part.
1: Jesus, no, it's not. His voice does not work with it. I do not like his voice.
2: He has great screams.
1: I, I am not a fan.
2: You don't like metal, though.
1: I don't, uh, no, not particular, but I can deal with it. His? Uh-uh.
2: That's just German metal in general. You just want to be a fan.
1: Oh, it's German metal? Yeah, no, I would No, no, I would I, I, no. Nah. Romstein, Duvass, is the closest you'll ever find me like.
2: Well, that's not metal, so.
1: I don't even know what you would consider Romstein, Duvass.
2: Hard rock. It might be considered metal, to be honest, because of how old it is. It actually might, but I, but what you li- but what I listened to and what that was, what I sent you, what I sent you is metalcore. Metalcore is closer to hip hop. It's not closer to rock. Regular metal is yeah. closer to rock. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's what I'm saying. During its era, yeah, it probably was considered metal.
2: Because rock and regular metal and like deathcore, even they uh, they go against the beat whereas in the regular singing you go against the beat whereas hip-hop you go with the beat and that's what metalcore does metalcore 100 percent is uh the mesh of uh hip-hop and uh and metal um, yeah so if you if you if you prefer rock you might like more of like the uh, more of like deathcore and stuff like um Falcon, what's his name um, my God's What would a train would be? It's metalcore. Then metalcore is what I prefer. He's just old. They're just old. Yeah, because of that style, it would be
1: metalcore. Because his and yeah, well, really he just did I can't stand. Do you like
2: motion? Metalcore. Do you like motionless and white sound? Like their uh, new stuff? Middle? Like well,
1: their I new mean, stuff? Like you
2: uh, and a little bit but i'm just i'm not a fan of the screen oh you don't like the screens at all
1: hey, yeah, yeah, so far
2: try try a day to remember they're the hardest to it uh, for pop punk they're the hardest you could possibly go but also the softest you could possibly go in other genres no, but they had they they have hard songs, but they legitimately have like uh, really soft regular songs too because they're yeah. they're one of the bands that like they're like we you can label us like whatever you want, we're not going to go toward a genre. Yeah. And so they've been like decided they're very famous, but like they're um been decided like pop punk and they released a a new album, but it's like I'll send you on their YouTube things, um, like uh, just songs that I think you'd like, because they do have weird... It's like every other band, they change and stuff. But I like,
1: in the world needs to wear this ring
2: I have on right now. What's the ring?
1: It tells your body temperature.
2: Your kid likes a day to remember. I don't know uh, what um, albums he likes, though.
1: Because I was outside, my body temperature is currently 39 degrees Celsius and dropping, which yeah. is 102 degrees. But that's because I was outside.
2: Everyone needs to wear this. They're checking people's temperature, you know what I mean? All the time. Yeah. If everyone had this, you wouldn't need to check the temperature. Just look out at the future. Have you had unemployment issues or with receiving your thing this week? Uh, What
1: do you
3: mean? I don't receive yeah,
1: my... my... Issues. My only one is different. Like every single fucking week, the way I file,
2: to I haven't gotten it at all, and apparently a lot of people haven't. I have not
1: gotten mine yet either.
2: Yeah, it's saying that.
1: Uh, did you say you were supposed to get
2: yours today? Yeah. Well, I filed for it yesterday, and I screenshot it. Said I was approved. Well,
1: that's not what I mean. I don't know how it shows on your guys's, uh, but on the P web
2: website anyway, it
1: actually shows a payment date.
2: yeah That's you, the day you get paid. it will yeah it's usually on mondays
1: yeah my well mine says the 13th which is today so but
2: I thought it got paid yet either I could check the screenshot though so.
1: we'll see me and Michael were a little bit irritated she woke up from a nap, and she called me, and she, she, she messaged me. She was like, I feel a little bit better. You want to go get Panda Express? Well, it was like, 30, uh, uh, I messaged up. i like, oh, hell yeah. I figured she still had a few dollars off. Uh, followed by a message immediately, like, five minutes later, of, fuck,
2: we ain't got no money yet. So I could send you what it says. Oh. It just says the yeah. same thing it always says. Yeah,
1: we haven't got our damn I sent you the
2: thing. I sent you the screenshot of what it said yesterday. But, um, yeah, Chris replied to my email finally. I mean, he didn't reply. He, like, sent it over. He's like, I apologize. I thought we uh, sent it to you before, but... Uh, you were with like 50 other people and you might uh, slip through a crack, but and he sent it to me. It was actually more than I had calculated it. It was like 10,000 something.
1: I do It sounds like on yours the saying you're going to
2: get paid Tuesday. Is that what
1: it says? Uh, well, it says... Uh... Thank you for filing your weekly claim with the Arizona, you know, online weekly claim system. Your claim has been accepted. You may select the view claim information tab after 8 a.m. tomorrow, which would be Monday. Exception: if you filed your claim on some Sunday, updated information will be posted on Tuesday. Hmm. So maybe they pushed it here back to Tuesday. I don't know. Like I said, my payment date still says the 13th. So.
2: Well, now people are complaining that are living out of state but still filing for unemployment benefits. It was like, bitch, you're they what what they did too is um the D the DCS or D E S or whatever DS was um they just seized all the money on their accounts and they closed it. because they're they're, they did that to
1: some people who
2: they were Yeah. But um a lot of the people were out of state and working. The main root of it is is I think um for whatever reason they're running out of money. And Trump
1: they were no they're not running out of money. They were given enough money to be able to support every uh citizen in Arizona for the entire time of terrorization.
2: Well, Either way, though, it's like they need to. They'll
1: get their shit together. Well, the,
2: the White, White House meeting, does.
1: Yeah, they're supposed to be meeting by uh, uh, I think on the twentieth
2: to the def- come on, geez, guys.
1: extension is planned, will run through December.
2: So how will that affect us if they don't um, if they don't extend it? If they don't approve this bill, yeah, uh, then
1: we'll be getting that after July thirty first. We will no longer collect an extra six hundred. We'll just collect the state amount, which basically means we're gonna go broke.
2: Huh. Well, I'm on. I'm at four hundred. I'm at four hundred right now too. You could probably last a little longer. I made friends with the seven eleven guy by I me mean, maybe maybe they're hiring.
1: That's a possibility. Places are hiring. I've been tempted to get a job, but to be honest, I, I can sit and wait and whereas I it drives me crazy to sit and wait. I can afford to and honestly, health wise it's safer for my family for me to avoid work working right now. Yeah. I
2: don't like the lack of money. I Plus, really am. Focus on the podcast with me and we can get the listenership up. I already gained um almost double my listenership for whatever the fuck I talked about for the Kanye West episode <laughs> last week. And honestly, I think it was the beginning. I think it was because I I was I I used the, my uh stream of consciousness muscle that I reserve usually for my characters. I did it for myself, and I was like, at the end of it, I was like, hey, if I offended people, you know, none of that shit made sense, so. I've
1: decided <laughs> if we're ever doing a podcast and we have a guest, I am going to describe the guest entrance as if it was some grand movie or wrestling entrance every time. Even if they don't do shit, and are already sitting there. See what you guys didn't see is Brandon came through the curtain with a backflip, with two smoke bombs, green and red, that went off as
2: he flew through it. No, and then like, no. See what you s- just said. I want to add to it. And so in the beginning, we'll do a few of those intros, and I'll come in dressed differently, maybe even wearing a speedo at one point and a robe, and just be like, be like, no, let's redo it. You ruined it.
1: God damn it. And the best part is, though. Well, you sound super excited even if you're saying completely mundane shit. He just walked left foot first down that aisle.
2: Yeah. You'd have fun if you came over when uh, I'm doing it with the Joker. Yeah, he's really good at characters and stuff like that. And, um, he has got a really big, um, he's got a really big uh, fan following. Like big for us. Yeah. Like still like six thousand is a lot. Yeah, I mean they're all like health and they're all like fitness people and stuff too. So it's like um, they like him for his comedy. So if they see no offense to him, but if they see like actual Comics and stuff, and are like, "Oh shit, I like these guys too, and they're local. I'll support them." Because like, yeah. if you if we can, that's what I've been trying to say from like the beginning. If we can get even if it's one show, like I'll split the if we do the ads together, I'll we'll split it with you. But even if we get one or two shows, I'd like multiple shows because then it's a community. But you know whatever, and then um, because that's what Rogan did essentially. He just that's how Fight Companion is. It's just him bullshitting and watching fights with his friends.
1: Yeah, but Rogan's got a... Rogan's all. Uh, see, He's a bad example because he's always got something to fall back on, even if no one thinks he's funny.
3: I would, even if the entire world of comedy turns their back on him,
2: he is still going to make boo money. Well, the way I, w- I would want to do it is I would want to watch weird... Fucked up animes with you. <laughs> it's it's like ones that like we neither of us had seen. We just like watched a little bit of it, so then they can be watching our reaction with us as we're reacting to it. And obviously, we're gonna have to. So this is the way the music people do it, because um, Austin watches a lot of those music reaction videos. Metal. That's how we yeah. found that fucking weird German video. <laughs> That's, that's how it was just they were reacting to it because the, everyone was oh, yeah. like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and so the way you have to do it is so we'd be watching it and um, um, Ryan t- uh, gave me the idea for this. So we can actually with my green screen, we could put it behind us on the couch and so we could be it could be playing behind us, but we'll be watching on the TV. And then um but it'll be playing simultaneously when you watch when I edit it. So when you watch it, yeah. it it'll be like a we're yeah, we're pretty much yeah, in the video. It's
3: just gonna be a
1: green screen while we're filming.
2: Yeah, like in fact I, I've thought of like weird random shit that we could do with it too. Is like um because um I can um I'll, i could like send you because uh, 'cause I'm sure it's it's not difficult to if I um if I, like, lend you my computer or something?
1: I would be so much of a dick and want to do a Fight Club episode at one point. Oh, yeah, but... The... About, like, no, but hold on. No, go ahead. Just, like, these, these hor- these, these fucked up knockouts or, or, or fights or anything, you know what I mean? the fucked up videos. But sometimes, throughout all of that, about four times, as we're splicing through videos going on the green screen, there will be a quick millisecond shot of a dick.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Just like in Fight Club.
2: Yeah, and that like that's how I see it too is like um and we can even do segments where we're like uh you're like and now with the because you know that we only have a a few ads which are just audio so for video we could totally do like fake ads. You're like, All right, so out in the field we have Mike and I'm just standing in front of the green screen and you can put the video, like, whatever video happening on the screen and shit like that, and I'll make broad gestures, and then then I see it for the first time when we do the show.
1: You know what? I actually <laughs> just saw... Because oh, that'd be fun. I, no, I saw that. It was... Uh... Uh,
2: whose line is it anyway used to do it?
1: It was from whose line is it anyway. That is what I thought. But, that, but that's clean,
2: too. We can do it where it's, like, anything. Yeah, because Collins was doing a newscaster one,
1: and the video behind us, which he couldn't see, of course, yeah. was all fucking, like, bugs and shit.
2: <laughs> now, keep safe for the coronavirus, and it's just some guy blowing his own nose with his hand and licking it behind me. As you can see, I'm in a very safe, clean environment. It's just a whole bunch of urinals, people pissing on the floor and taking shits on each other, and two girls, one cups playing in the background. I don't know.
1: <laughs> no, we would have to get a drone and get some video of, like, cats the hold the shelters.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: No, but, like, uh, I have to move all that shit out from my parents' house, so I have to – my living room is going to become, like, a huge studio.
1: But if we were to go to, uh, like, just down the area where the homeless shelter is downtown? Yeah. you just anywhere in downtown area with, you know, a video camera or phones or something and just film some of that area. That'd be perfect. I mean, we don't need a permit
2: or anything for it. I also, um, I've realized that I'm very um, funny to watch if I'm scared and caught off guard. So what I would like to happen to is I'll meet you at a park somewhere, and then you have the vlogging camera and jump out to <laughs> <laughs> just mysterious places. And we'll, then we'll loop them all together and we'll post it on social media and stuff or and in the beginning. <laughs> At one point, you're like, there's no way that's real. You staged that. You can't scream like a little bitch like that every time. I was scared. No, but like, I feel like that. Uh, so, okay, so the music videos, the way they do the reaction videos is... um. YouTube, and uh, anywhere else.
1: Hold 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 Roll off this couch and my phone up. You're good, you're on
2: speaker. Oh, I was just saying is, um, so the way they do the reaction videos is you play like a little portion of it and then you pause it. And then you talk about it a little bit and then you play it again. So if if we were watching something like Fucked Up or whatever, like some of those animes on Netflix are like weird and nudity demons and stuff. And so you're like the first five minutes, you'd be like, Oh, you pause and you're like, what was that?
1: Have you you, uh, ever watched Cobra Kai? Hmm.
3: I've
1: never watched Cobra Kai.
2: That sounds familiar.
1: Uh, It should sound familiar. It's, the most legendary martial arts dojo in the world. Hmm. It's the martial arts dojo from Karate Kid.
0: That's cool. But, yeah, there's a TV show called
3: Cobra Kai. Have you ever seen it?
2: Maybe. Probably not.
1: Okay, so basically what it is, is Do you
2: remember the original Party Kid movie? Yeah. Alright, so
1: Daniel LaRusso, the one who did the crane kick and was shot by Mr. Miyagi, beat the blonde dude, Johnny Lawrence, who was the fighter from Cobra Kai. Hmm. That was the original movie. Um, the TV show takes place 35 years later, and the main character is now Johnny Lawrence, the one that Daniel LaRusso, you know, the Karate Kid, beat in the tournament. The blonde dude. Um, and
2: then the real winner. And he reopened Cobra Kai. But Daniel LaRusso's in it.
1: Their kids are in it. it. It's a pretty good fucking series. It really is. It just got picked up for a third season uh, and by Netflix. It got moved over to Netflix. And Netflix uh, picked it up. Oh, so, like the third season comes out at the end of the summer. But I've been watching it to kind of splice my time in between Doom Patrol and like,
2: fucking Oswald and shit. Oh, by the way, did you read the books for Magicians and just like forget about it? Because when no, you I just because when you just because I watched the whole thing of Magicians.
1: No, I, I've never read the books.
2: No, so I watched the whole thing and then I uh, read the other. I just read the, like the, um, you know, synopsis. And then, um, I was, I remembered like, so, um, the in the show, it just like, they just treat him like a rapist the whole time. But what you described it, um, is I guess each time the writer, he was, he was not always in the same timeline. So he was like trying to prevent his mistake as he re- already realized, he made. But they just don't show that in the show. They just show him as uh, a rapist the whole time. That's why I was like, because yeah, Travis, what d- you, described, you described, described to me is. I was is but
3: you
2: the show. Oh yeah, that's why I looked it up later, and I was like, I was like, well, I because I, I looked up what it actually is, yeah. and he was like, no, Travis was right. He was just like. They just don't touch on that on the show, so you must have done the same thing and, like, researched the whole thing. Because you, uh, a lot of what you told me about the whole world and stuff was all correct. It just wasn't, like, really touched on in the show. And that's what I do with DC, too, is I fill in the blanks.
1: That's
2: what I do with DC. I fill in the blanks. Yeah, well, I think I, I know for a fact I could have read Magicians now that I re- really uh, I thought about it, and then I read it later, of course. But, like, I remember reading, strangely, the, like, the beginning. You know, like, when you're a kid, i well, I was sheltered. I read the beginning, and I was like, nope, they say fuck in it. <laughs> and now I'm watching shows, and I was like, they don't say fuck in it? the show, but like I said, I don't know. Like, I don't think i have actually of the book. I may have, but I don't think so. I got it confused with Inkheart. At, initially. Initially, I think I got it confused with Inkheart. Um, because Inkheart's a lot like that, too. It's, it's like it's... Um, but it's it's weird because it's not its own world. I mean, it is. But it's like, so in that world is every book is essentially its own universe. And they don't like, they don't straight out say whether the writer's creating the universe by writing the book or if the writer's like a prophet or whatever. Because in Inkheart, it's like this guy, Mo, when he reads out loud, he can bring characters and shit out of that. Book world into our world when he reads aloud. So they call him Silver Tongue. Uh, uh,
1: uh, uh, uh,
2: the Mummy guy plays him in the movie. The magic, the magic Queen of Yeah. Essentially. He's- yeah, it's essentially that, and they call him Silver Tongue. And there's like a few other guys in like the world that can do that, but he's like the main one. And he, he's reading aloud to his wife, huh? To be honest, that is thing. underrated single Yeah, that'd be d- well, yeah, but if, for him, he can't control it. So like. How he discovers he has it, he's reading aloud to his wife, and all of a sudden a little bird appears. You are like, oh, that's weird. Huh?
1: It like, oh, you know really
2: it. Well, it's like so the power weird. The so the power has a price. So it's like he starts reading aloud to his wife, and his wife disappears into that world, and. Yeah, and then he uh is replaced with these like evil bad guy characters, which is the part he was reading, and now they're like, you know, fuck you. Put us back. And then so the story takes place like twenty year or fourteen years later. And so like they're bad guys now and they're like, We want to go back and share our bad guy knowledge and how to build guns and shit. <laughs> so take us back their magic man. And so that's what the whole first book is about. Oh, dude, his daughter's badass with it. His daughter would be you. Yeah. Well, her his daughter's powers would be more up your lane because she can read out loud, Uh, but she can also like, she's also creative, so she can write things and so she can be like, if the book says like, and Cthulhu kills everybody, she'll write and Cthulhu one to save the day. <laughs> and then the character will change. And even if it's her own dad, because at, in uh, the second book, um, she, um, she doesn't realize it, but there's a character in a poem that's a vigilante and it's written about her dad, like inspired by her dad. So when she writes like the blue jay does this and the blue jay does that in the book world. Yeah. Her dad, he's just controlling them like a puppet. And I was like, that's cool. <laughs> so I was like, if I, if I picture a character like, like yourself or like, I wonder if you could do it to yourself, you know, because she did it accidentally. So like, and then after that, she did it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> she made a guy immortal. She was like if you write this if you write your name in this book, then um you're immortal. And then she erased that guy's name and she wrote her own. Now see, I will say I think the
1: only thing that can probably do what you're referring to is the book again.
2: Yeah, but It's not essentially what you have, because you can create items like the Book of Destiny. So you can be like, and he pulls the... You'd have to, yeah, you'd have to, like, really be specific about it. But you might be able to get a version of that, yeah.
1: I want or Yeah, okay. You're
2: with this. Yeah, but you have to explain how you get there. You can't be like Travis is bulletproof. You're like Travis is walking to the gas station to get to uh, Black and Miles one day with his dog, and all of a sudden, uh, he noticed there's a. Uh, a weird like light above him and then strikes him and all of a sudden he can jump super high and fly and shit like, like you have to have a backstory for that particular power because it has to be a story yeah no I. she doesn't have to be there they don't have to be there they can write about it and they don't have to be there so you'll you just be like living your day thinking you have free will and stuff walking out there with your dog walking to the gas station get struck by lightning and all of a sudden you have every single power that superman has And you're like what the hell oh,
1: no, I know I'm saying that it's the first thing to do it to them.
2: Yeah I don't know if you could do it to yourself like because like I think I know what you're meaning like because you would know that it's coming type of thing yeah. So maybe you would make the wrong decision and it wouldn't happen.
1: Exactly. That uh the butterfly effect character. Yeah, because she
2: couldn't she can't control her own destiny. A time
1: machine for the sole purpose of saving your wife's <laughs> life. And then you go back in time and save her life, you never have a reason to connect you never has a reason to have created the time machine. So he couldn't have created it
2: today. Dude, watch Dark on Netflix. That they they do oh, the I best job.
1: Around. I, I one of the ones I around. No, you know how there's yeah. usually a time
2: there's usually like a time like loophole. They seem to, they I don't know about the last episode, but they for the most part they uh, piece everything together really well to where like something happens and you're like oh shit you kill your own mom bitch
1: Did you watch <laughs> the final season of
2: Man? no no I haven't watched the last season of it oh my lord I was so mad at the way it
3: ended I mean been, it, it ended you know on TikTok. it ended not
1: like they left, you know, like anything unnaught in or unnaught, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a sufficient ending. I just don't like it. Ow. The season was good. Well, actually, part of the season. This is probably the worst case for future Man. But at least they did end the show on a point where it's like, okay, yeah, I can see that actually. Uh,
2: would be a funny podcast for you to do too if it was a solo podcast is for um, for you to, you'd have to do two podcasts essentially but you'd, uh, you'd do one podcast where you like comedy on the news or just talking and just being yourself and then you do another podcast where you're listening to yourself and commenting on yourself and correcting yourself cuz I feel like you correct yourself more than uh anybody else corrects or you correct anybody else. <laughs> You're like, "By the way, I was wrong." But this is uh what what was uh I was right about, and so I was I was I was headed there. <laughs> so technically, I was right. <laughs> Good for you, Travis. Good for you. Yeah, that's pretty much what you're saying. You're you're pretty much saying, hey, I called you initially because I thought I was wrong, but I realized I was right all along." <laughs> so I guess I'm calling you to say, you're welcome. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome to do to somebody if you just call them and you just say, hey, I'm just calling to say, you're welcome. And you hang up on them. What do you mean by that? Or you say something crazy before, like, stop what you're doing right now. I just had a vision. Like, what? Are you inside right now? I am inside right now. Okay, good. Stay there. Bye. No. Not the Red Bull.
1: Yeah.
3: Who's that? What happened? Uh,
2: so, uh, So is wearing a face shield the same as wearing a face mask? What do you mean? If I wear a face shield into a store... Do I still have to wear the face mask? No. Oh, that would be way better. I wouldn't want to wear it outside in the heat, but I wear it inside for sure. Yeah, they're only like 15 bucks. Oh, the face shield. Yeah. Yeah. Orion well, ran away and never came back from a funeral. Um, I'm I'm sure Megan will do shows now that they're all living together. Oh, yeah. And Annalyn, too. I can't remember. Well, she should be because, um, like, she had potential and stuff, too. I know she's self-conscious, but, like, uh, Like we need the people, especially like, we don't know. I mean, December might be as dead as it is now, but we might come to a point where we do have multiple shows on one day. It's yeah, it might be on, it's going to be dead. Yeah. Oh, it's not going to be dead. Yeah, because um, I mean, we're going to come to a point where we're going to need, like, bodies so we prefer that they're good and we're going to get to a point where people are going okay,
1: we can have our parties now but still there's people that tell us we can't and we're going to get
2: well i did I tell you what I want my day job to be? I had an idea for it I already have a website I already you know i mean already i'd use i i create a new website, but anyway, because I can't use the laughing mic but um I can't do it until after my stuff flipped over to misdemeanors but um if I get my notary license, I can be a um a personal notary like like a pocket notary for people because especially with the banks being all weird and stuff like that, you could just hire a notary for like, you know, 30, 20 bucks or whatever, wherever you live, we'll figure it out. But, um, it's just, it's just for time because you're not going to spend a lot of time there. You're just there as pretty much as a witness to sign things. So people can sign things and get approved documents and stuff and it's cheap to get but for arizona you can't have anything on your record more than a misdemeanor so i'd have to wait until that stuff's flipped over which i'm told is at the at the court and stuff i don't have to call in for my drug test anymore so yeah At least he was like, yeah, you don't have to call him anymore. I was like, sweet. Because uh, it was just annoying, too. And I felt felt like I couldn't uh, drink at all. And I was like, not at all during the quarantine? There's one thing that I do respect about Hayden, and that's just he just lets it go he says some racist shit and stuff, but that's because he's just letting it go. No, 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 no. That's because he's but he's also letting it go because if he tightened it up and no. stuff, I'm he
1: like, won't. You know,
2: like one day, um, um, One day he was just like, I don't know why everybody shames people who vote for Trump. I voted for Trump, and I'm not a, I'm not ashamed of it. And then Jenna said, I'm not ashamed of it either. I voted for Trump. And I said, I voted for Trump, but, I mean, I was pressured for, from family, and I didn't want to vote for the other dude. And, he was, and Jenna was like, it was Hillary Clinton. She's a woman. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, what I said in that moment was probably more fucked up than Hay- what Hayden said, but I felt like Hayden said the more fucked up thing. It's like I voted for Trump and I'm not ashamed of it. I was like, I voted for Trump. And I'm ashamed that I had that I felt the need to. No, no, he's he's the, he's the better of the options for two for sure. But I'm upset that we only had two options. No, I mean, Not how he's handling things now. It's like,
1: uh, not during.
2: A, yeah, you hear the shit that's going on now with his taxes. They're everyone saying the same thing. You are. They're like, hey, I thought you said you knew knew how to handle money, man. We want to see your tax return. <laughs> you never showed it to us, and that's. A crime, and he was like, "All right, I'll show it to you." And they're they're like, "All right, here's your deadline." <laughs> and that's because, like, I I a hundred percent know why he doesn't want to show his his thing. It doesn't have anything to do with loopholes. It has nothing to do with that. It's because his entire business and his entire life is all a house of cards. It's all like tied up in equity and loans and weird shit. So if he dies, his kids are all fucked. (laughs) That's what that means. (laughs) That's why like, I feel like his entire life is like Charlie uh, Sheen's character in Two and a Half Men. When he tells Alan, he's like, it's all a house of cards, Alan. I'll leave you everything, but you're fucked. (laughs) <laughs> he didn't say fucked, but he's like, you're screwed at the end because it's all a house of cards, Alan. It's all not real. And that's what Trump's life, I feel like. Is. Like, he might have all these businesses and stuff like that, but he has so much overhead that people don't think about. He has so much overhead. That's why, like, big comedians complain and stuff. When they're Like, Burt Kreischer complained. He didn't complain, but he was just saying... Like, I, I barely made any money when I did uh, When I did the drive-in movie theaters because they built the stages and everything for me. They did all that shit. I had to pay all the, these people and everything. And it's really, really hard to sell tickets during the pandemic, even if they're in their cars. So it's like I sold maybe like 100 tickets. There's 100 cars there. And, you know, $60 a ticket, you'd think that would be a good profit. I didn't make that much. Do you there? You there? Do you hear me? It's, no, I feel like that's just, it's a lot of people, uh, a lot of young actors too, for the, in comics alike for that work for us is they're like, well, they they'll pick up a check for the murder mystery company and they'll be like, well, this is like a thousand dollars. Yeah, and they paid for our time, and the gas, and all this, all the props and stuff that we're using individually. Like they have a lot of overhead, and so they deduct those costs every time, and then the amount that's remainder is they have to pay employees and stuff. Like the amount that Scott's collecting. I'm sure it's millions and millions and millions of dollars, but it's not as much as the people who are making like $65 think. Yeah, it's like he has a lot of responsibility. That's why I was impressed that it's that. No, I know that. I don't doubt that. I'm just saying he has a lot of overhead.
1: I'm,
2: As people think. No, and that's why that's why it's like um, when like young actors and stuff, they're like, "Oh, geez, we're like re- really getting gypped." And I was like, "No, you're really getting gypped, and it's not ha- doesn't have anything to do with any of the things you're thinking of. It has to do with experience and experience alone." <laughs> that's why I'm getting paid more than you are. It's experience and experience alone. <laughs> it's felt it's time. It's like when you're playing a video game and like, that's the whole reason I'm trying to get to 40 in Pokemon go, because you have to play a certain amount of levels for them to give you, uh, the responsibility of deciding where other pokey stops are and stuff without being a pest or a troll or something like that. And they feel like if you've played 40 levels, you're pretty invested in the game and you don't want to fuck it up for other people. And so that's how like our company treats it. So if you think, and they make it very clear, that's how they treat it with all the awards and stuff like that. And so if you view it like a video game, you're like, Oh yeah, I just have to, I have just have to up more levels. And each show is your complete completing the level. And you're like all right i'm on like the 20th level now i get a pay bump i get a, a, my new level or whatever you know a new ranking my new ranking because we're we're fortunate that our boss is a nerd yeah I'm well, sorry Well, yeah but that that's how he structures it yeah he structures it like that cuz he's like hey we're all nerds and stuff. Like I want, and like Chris Wardbrook wrote a book about that. He's like, if you view life as a video game, you'll succeed because you know that there's levels and he explains it all in his book. But that's pretty much Scott just took that and made a a business model, a video game. He played video games and he's like, that's a pretty good business model. Huh? Yeah. So that's, that's why like, um, that'd be good to like for you to like put in your speech thing is the video game thing is explain it to new actors when you roll them in for auditions and stuff, because that is a something I hear a lot when uh, we pick up checks or whatever. I don't usually look at, I, I, I only look at it because I want to make sure it like matches it, but I try not to like show it to other people because it's none of their goddamn business. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the the, the, my my reason is the Ron Swanson view of (laughs) life. It's like none of your goddamn business. But I do understand their way of thinking. I understand their way of thinking too. But it's like when Sawyer and I were started at the same time and Sawyer made that comment of like, um, be nice to be director and just cast yourself in all the shows and all the solo shows. And I was like, you know, I'm sure that's, you know, there's more to it than what we're seeing. And she's also ran the entire troop by herself for a lot of years before us. So we don't really know what goes into it. That particular instance was like... Well, yeah, that particular instance was a little... Oh, yeah, that was... Well, we found out later what that was wrong, but, like, at the time, it was like, that's not my place to question it. So, like, you're just gossiping.
3: Yeah.
2: She was
1: just
2: fucking but I done it. Yeah, and she was also... It's the way she promoted people isn't incorrect because that's the way the entire industry runs. And it's saying, Hey, it's not just being a good performer. It's also being a good hang. And that's something that, uh, that, um, Hayden really nailed, but he, uh, he didn't have the the hard work that the rest of us put into it. That's why it was, that's why when he was looking at his shows, he was like, how come I'm not good in a lot of shows? I'm a good hang. Yeah, but you also have to be a good performer and other people have to like working with you. There's 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 layers. Uh, First time I heard you say, say if you have a
1: performer but half of the does not want to drive two hours with as far as the show, why are they still in your church? You know, I don't care how good of an actor they are. Now the of every
2: other. He's also a stand-up, too, so he, out of anybody, probably gets the most, like, hey, you're traveling to a gig with a guy you've never met before that's, like, the middle and you're the opener, and uh, you're also traveling with the headliner, and it's, like, you don't get to pick everybody all the time. So, like, if you have so, the option.
1: No, sorry. from a called the
2: No, but it's just well, I'm just saying that 'cause he does um he does uh comedy too and that's just a main rule. is a Yeah, but that's I'm just saying that's where it comes from.
1: was The first time you ever got to see behind the scenes book like I mean you saw a good man get stitched up in the back after a head uh chair shot in the head. Like legitimately stitched
2: up. You know that's Adam Sandler's way of thinking too. But I I was just saying that all the comedy rules and stuff They came from like wrestling. Oh, did
1: they
2: really? Yeah. Most comedians are wrestling fans. Well,
1: the two businesses back in the day were like way back in the day were pretty much the same thing.
2: Like, two big things, like maybe, I want to say, you can include Freddie Mercury if you want. But the two big things that really changed comedy, that weren't a part of comedy, were wrestling and um, Elvis Presley, and it's it changed in a way of saying, "Hey, this you're you're putting on a show, like put on a show." I never thought about it as an essence of comedy, to be honest with you, but it makes sense with
1: wrestling. Yeah. I did know that because one of the most legendary and most hated comics of all time, you know, straight up
2: said, he makes it back Yeah. It's all, it's all about the performance. Andrew Dice Clay, Andrew Dice Clay is a hundred percent Elvis Presley. He even talks about it. He's like, I I love, I love it too. He's like, I used to talk to my mom and she goes, uh, well, what's the comedy like there? And he goes, ah, they're the performance-less, Ma. They're performance-less. But I'm going to change this comedy scene. And every woman I have over, I have a suck my dick as I play Elvis Presley, and I tell her that I'm going to be the most brilliant goddamn thing you'll ever see on the street. It's like, yeah, baby. He said he had custom jackets and stuff uh, made. Yeah. Um, it was, I think oh, Eddie Murphy's was one one, one little uh, joke. Only one. Uh, he went a little bit sat on the stuff eating their courage way.
1: Oh came sat down deep <laughs>
2: the only fucking the a variation of that uh uh it's uh little miss tuffet saturn or tuffet eating their curds and whey and uh he said, "Hey, what's in the bowl bitch?" Yeah, it might be a combination of the two. I don't know. I might have heard, like, a like just a punchline. Like, I might have heard a synopsis version of it. I swear to you, though, that is the only thing
1: I in life.
2: Hickory dickory dock. Why don't you suck my cock? Dude, I still can't get over the fact that Trevor Skies is straight. I was like, really? You're not even on the spectrum? He what? No, he was just touring a lot. I'm sure he's in town now because of the pandemic. Is he?
1: I from I got
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: He needs, I get that we saw him at an open mic, but he needs to, uh, Address that that whole not gay thing immediately, always.
3: <laughs>
2: because like it's different from Tony Hinchcliffe or whatever who just has a gay voice. He moves gay. Yeah, but you know what? You need be the <laughs> Well, like no, I was called an undercover faggot excuse me, <laughs> by an actual gay man. So I feel like I can say that word because it was a word used against me.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he, I mean, if
2: he Did he say faggot to, to, to you? I feel like you can only... Can you stop your dick? It's because the whole world is a dick and we want to fuck it. I've been writing a lot of like joke jokes for my podcast, but um, when I listened to it, I was like, that's funny, but that's not a part of your act. No, because you can't you can't say kind of you can't say um, nonsensical stuff on stage unless it's like part of a character. Like if it's part of yourself, people are like, "All right, but what are your actual thoughts and experiences?" Because like nowadays, people are like, "We want more of a story to get to know you. We don't really want escapism." Yeah, yeah like uh, podcasts are for escapism. So if you want to escape and silliness and stuff, you can. And hear about some, you know, little fat little like news things that aren't a big deal that's not serious, like Kanye threatening to run for president. <laughs> like I make fun of things and stuff. I said, Let's scoopity the poop out of America. And I played the I played the hail to the So we'll okay. Oh threatening. Right? Yeah. Okay. That's what you just said. Oh, threatening. Yeah. The fact that
1: his announcement quotes it as a threat I use is fucking hilarious.
2: You should listen to the first part just the first part of my podcast after the five minutes of ads. And just the part where it goes, do, 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 er, scoopity-poop, scoopity-poop, poop, 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 scoopity, scoopity (laughs) scoopity-poop. And it's like, it's Kanye. It's Kanye's song. I just snipped it together. And I was like, and I was like uh, faux enthusiastic about it. (laughs) No, honestly, I think he couldn't fuck it up more than um, what's currently happening. If he ran with, if he ran with like an actual respected person, like, uh, like pe- people people are like, well, Elon Musk uh, endorsed him. I was like, he did that as a joke. Elon Musk is friends with like big time comedians, and he's a just he programmed a car to dance to the orchestra. Like he did that as a joke. He doesn't like actually want him to and he doesn't care either he's he's not a citizen i mean he might be a citizen but he's not he's not born here he has no stance in it he's like oh yeah i support this idea that'd be fun to watch but the fact that kanye took it seriously like dude this brilliant guy actually thinks i can do it that's what's funny <laughs> and i think i think he, uh he knew that Elon Musk. He's like, if I can get Kanye to believe that this is a legit, serious tweet, then everything I've done in my life is perfect.
1: Well, let me say this. Kanye could run with the rock as his vice president and not win. He could... He's probably the only person in the world who could run with the rock as his running mate and not win.
2: Well, the thing is, is like, um... He
1: could find a way to make The Rock and Tom Hanks co-vice president, and he wouldn't win. He, need,
2: he would need the correct hype man.
1: Cardi wouldn't get the fucking black vote. Black people would vote for Trump.
2: So you're like, no, you wear, the, <laughs> you, you wear the Confederate flag, bro. You're a walking contradiction.
1: I know I about
3: it and I asked her, I said, would you
1: vote she said, uh,
2: no. You know what's sad though, is if the Democrats placed Michelle Obama as their choice, she would win having no credentials besides being a lawyer. Yeah, because she already has the fan base. So it's like, yeah, she wasn't president, but she was, ob- she knew what was going on that whole time. You think that husbands don't talk to their wives about stressful shit and ask their opinion on things? Then you're crazy.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, If you were president, or like me or whatever, but I'm just using you because you, you are married, but if you were president, like... You spent eight years being President, like Leica would know a pretty good idea of what it means to be president of what it takes yeah,
3: she
2: yeah exactly there's it's always the wife that pushes the husband for things, so it's a, it's a, yeah and the and the fact is like if something stressful happens, you're like. You know, I'd rather ask my wife because she knows the kind of person I am and stuff. And despite this stressful, like, situation, I'll explain her both sides, but I don't want to do something against what I would do. So, yeah, I would ask someone else who really knows me. And who is around all those situations all the time. So I'd be like...
1: I'm also going to want someone to thinks along the same lines. And your
2: decisions also not only affect the whole America but they affect your family too so it's like yeah your, your partner's in it so it's like she knows what it takes and she already has a fan base so given the options that we have just throw her in there man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because like she did, she has done big things for prison reform and health He can't. Well, the Rock can't do it in this election. That's why it's like everyone's like, "Do we really have to do Bernie?" That's why people are like, "Do we really have to do Bernie?" Like, that's why Bernie should select his running mate as Michelle. Because whoever you're, if you're voting for Bernie, you're not voting for Bernie. You're voting for his running mate. Oh, yeah, especially with being president, he's going to have a heart attack or some shit. And I honestly don't care if Michelle kills him. He deserves it. He needs to go. Like, it's not because he did anything bad. It's because of the things he's going to continue to say into a microphone while he breathes. It was like, we don't, you don't need your reputation to be tainted like that. And we don't need to listen to that weird, awkward shit. Uh close to pedophilia. Huh. It's was like, yeah, Trump grabbed him by the pussy, but he didn't have a whole bunch of black children play on his lap in the pool and play with his leg hair and then talk about it live on a radio show. That's
1: not Unprompted. Fair. It's really not fair, okay? Because Bernie is so old that he could fuck one of the golden girls and it would be snatched for him.
2: It's just the fact that it was unprompted, that was weird, and it was like people are like, "No, you're viewing this out of context." And then someone, or someone, right? Yeah, dude. So when it first went viral, someone was like, in the comment threads, was like, "Hey, this is out of context." And then they posted like the 12 minutes of it leading up to it, and they're like, "There's this whole thing. It was his answer was out of context. It was just like unprompted. It was just weird." <laughs> I was like, oh, he didn't even answer the asked question. <laughs> People just did it. They just acted like it didn't happen either. They're like, all right, next question. <laughs> <laughs> like if Charlemagne the God's not going to comment on it, then it's like he's a hard conversationalist. <laughs> yeah, if Charlemagne the God's not going to say, what the fuck was that shit? He was just kind of like, I, at the end of it, he was just like, "I don't. I mean, you're kind of doing all my work for me." So. <laughs> and, he, and he took, it, and then he, then Biden took it as a compliment. He was like, "Thank you." So we know if you vote for Trump, then you're not black. And he was like, "I don't think we. You have to. We have to say anything more to that."
1: It's a, Yep, I have a new joke.
3: I love it. Betty
1: White. It's a street joke, but I don't give a shit. Come people. You know we can't vote for 30. You know, you know we can't vote for 30. That's not a street I mean, joke. No, no. It's no. like, fake it. I mean, Bernie Mac is so fucking old. Or not Bernie Mac, sorry. Uh, Bernie Sanders is so fucking old, he's the only person alive that could fuck Betty White and it would still be statutory rape.
2: Yeah, I think that joke's funny, and it's not a it's not a street joke. It's a it's a um, it's a setup pun. No, it's a setup punch. Exactly right. Yeah, well, it's it, it's whatever you want it to be, but it's really a setup punch because you're setting it up, and then you're like, "He's so old. How old is he?" Oh, kind of yeah, joke. Yeah. But you did it. Well, no, you did it in a in a brilliant way. It's like um like Burt Kreischer has a uh, um, two guys walk into a bar joke and you can't, it's the Starbucks joke, but it's the way he structures it. And he did that on purpose. he was just like, honestly, if I can write this kind of joke without, you knowing it's this kind of joke. And like, so all you did is because you're just normally a storyteller. So you usually do like tag, you usually tag your stories and tag certain lines. Like I do. You just, that's just a setup pun. Like uh, I was trying to write one. Um, like I met God on a... I was trying to do the ones where you're like, um, you know, like, you ever met a one-eyed pirate? (laughs) Be like, you're religious, sir? And if he says, uh, it doesn't matter what he says. Be like, how about you, sir? I'll move move on. Be like, do you you ever met God? Like, no. I met God once. I met him on a bus. (laughs) Told me the meaning of life on a pretzel. Give me a soft pretzel. He made his... uh, own beer cheese out of his own urine it's not bad it's quite delicious and i spilled that meaning life right on that pretzel for me in the salt too bad i only got half the pretzel (laughs) but it's like you can't try it on stage or something like that because it's like you're like i'm gonna that's not a joke i would normally write but i'll like i'll save that for when i'm in front of an audience when i can test it out
1: you know you, you gotta wait you get the
2: right audience for those well you know yeah you try it out to open mics and stuff but it's like it but when i write stories and i feel you probably feel the same way is when you write stories you can come up with like a lot of tags for certain things and you're like i'm going to tell the same story in the way like in this rhythm but I'll like i can exchange these tags out for each other but like and i can know, I can do that for a lot of things, not just my stories, if they're general enough, but, like, little j- joke tags. But, like, if it's, like, a written joke like that, I feel like I would have to do it in front of people because um, it's the way you
0: say certain words, too, and how you say them. Drop should be. And uh, I said to him after, I said, What the fuck are you doing, man? I thought you wanted a good job after this. He goes, I have a job. Well, not after your boss sees Satan on your face. I don't think he's going to let you be around customers. He's not going to have Switchfoot come to the pavilion, to his stadium, who's a Christian rock band, when they see that you have Satan, Satan's symbol tattooed on your face, and then 666 On your forearm, right? It's not a good message. It's not a thing to promote about yourself. He wasn't bright, Meep. He was not a bright guy. Obviously, he was there. None of us were incredibly intelligent. Because we were in jail. Some of us still are. Whether it be part-time or not. And uh, I called him by his jailhouse nickname. His Meep. M E E P. I assume that's how you spell it. And um, said Meep, what were you thinking? He goes, "Hey, don't call me that anymore. I'm not Meep. I'm Jesse." I was like, "Is that why you got a tattoo on your face? Cuz you wanted to be tough?" Dude, you're not tough at all. And I'm not saying that as an insult. I don't consider myself particularly tough but uh you getting a tattoo on your face doesn't make you tough it makes you stupid and uh he goes yeah you know what i might give myself a bunch of tattoos i traded some items for the tattoo pencil and some paste and i might give myself a few you know tattoos myself try it out he goes pokes his skin one time he goes oh oh, ooh, ooh!" never mind a thing oh it just hurts so bad yeah man you're not tough at all you're a pansy it's not something to be ashamed of know thyself people knew me you know i was messy i ate i had food all over myself after that Alaska would flip up his mattress because he knew me because we were, we were bros. I, I felt loved in that moment. I was, oh, look who knows Mike McCowan. You know that I eat and I'm a mess of a person. And I get food all over myself. You didn't want that on your bed. And I love that you just accepted it and f- found a solution for that problem. By way of flipping up your mattress. Yeah. Meep was funny. He was, a, he was a good dude. I hope I never see him again. You know, Meep, if you're listening to this podcast, no, I don't want to ever see you again. Not because I think you're a, you're a bad guy or that I didn't like you. I thought you were okay. But... I didn't like you as much as I liked Alaska, who uh, actually has my podcast name. You know, maybe one day it could become pen pals with him. Send you letters, you know, from my my house and my freedom, while you're in jail. Maybe be, become Facebook friends with you. Who knows? Who knows? Well, when I left, right before I left, I didn't say see you later to the white people. No, I could give a shit about them. But I said goodbye to every single one of the Ken folk, and they were sad to see me go. Black guy with crutches, he was diabetic. He had diabetes, he was on crutches. I'd always see him in medical, so I take medication. And he'd give me his cookies because, you know, they're sugar. He can't eat them. Jailhouse cookies are called cream for fun. Ironic, probably a little. It's called cream for fun, and yet prison rape is frowned upon. I kept trying to tell him, too. I was like, listen, are you telling me the gay guys in prison can't have gay sex because it's considered rape? He goes, yeah, and the other races don't. Don't deal with that shit. We'll beat them up. It's like, why is it so fucking racist and prejudiced in here? I don't get it. Think we'll all be bros. That's how the Spartans did it. They, they, They bonded by butt fucking. Butt fucking brought them closer together as a unit, as an army. And then they took over great empires. That's the. That's the underlying scenes that they don't show you in 300. They were butt-fucking before each battle. Brought them closer, made them stronger, made them brothers. Although I have not once thought that about my real brother, my actual blood. Never once thought about butt-fucking him. But, you know, it's different times than the ancient Greece. Different times. This is 2019. 2019. Also, I mean, I don't get it. The government charges you for the medical marijuana card, $300 a year. It's They call it medical marijuana, but at the same time, if a cop asks you if you have your medical marijuana card and you say yes, you are now giving them probable cause to search you. I don't get it. And if it, they really saw it as medication wouldn't you be able to still do it in jail? You can do all your other medications, including methadone for meth addicts. Meth addicts coming off from meth can do methadone. You can be on painkillers. You can be on anything. But you can't be on medical marijuana. Therefore, aren't you kind of saying you don't believe it's medicine? I don't know. My probation officer tells me,, uh, even you know when I'm out of jail, just on probation for two years, you know, monitored probation. I'm cool with having my medical marijuana card when I'm out of jail. I can smoke pot as much as I want. It's not like I have the ability to drive, but uh, if I let that card expire, then I get new charges because by me not a by me not renewing my medical marijuana card, I am then saying, I don't need it. I don't need this medicine, and I'm just a drug addict. So then then I'll accumulate more charges. I feel like that is just a way to make money. You know, we get money if you do it, we get money if you don't. Either way, you're paying for this new jail in Arizona. Paying for this new prison that is a dirty trick. But whatever, can't say nothing about it, even though I just did. And uh, now, in about three and a half hours, I'm gonna be back there from uh, eight o'clock to eight forty-five in the morning on Monday. Because I have to be in there all Sunday. You know, hopefully it's a little better than last Sunday. Because last Sunday was the soc- soccer championships. And there's just a bunch of uh, Mexican people saying, Oh football! There's all of them. All, all in there at once. It's just so loud. So noisy. Slept most of the day, though. Got earplugs. Got little sleeping iPads. Like the i, I- Eye cozies block out the bright neon lights that you see in jail 24-7. I mean, at night, at least they they tone it down a little bit. They shut off most of the lights, so it's relatively dark. But you still hear the sound from the TVs and people talking bullshit and playing poker all night long. And people coming in and out because they work at all times of the night. And, and uh, that's just the way it is. I'm only bummed at the thought of losing my only normal compadre, my only normal friend in work furlough. He, uh, he rolls out in about uh, in August. At the end of August, he's out of here. And my luck being, I'm probably going to get some weirdo without a lot of cleanliness And smelly feet beside me. Probably one that farts. Get some universal karma back up in this bitch. There's another thing. Be clean if you're with 200 roommates. Nobody appreciates you being gross. Brush your damn teeth. Clean your damn feet. Shower once a day. Those aren't hard rules to live by. You know, you don't have to make your bed every day. But why wouldn't you? makes you feel like a person. Makes you feel like a human. But you do you, I guess. There is a guy. He's uh in there for a second DUI, and he's on work release. He's like, whoa, you're in here for regular booze? You're in here for regular alcohol for the second time, and you get work release? And... An ankle monitor bracelet with, you just have to be at home, confined to your house for 130 days. I have to be here for 130 days. And I'm not allowed to go home. I'm allowed to go to work and come back. I can't see my adorable little dog, Cassie. Or my other dog, Sport, my Australian cattle dog. No. I get to be here at work all day. Except for lunches, which I use to, uh, you know, fuel myself and uh, be full, you know. Don't have to eat the slop. And I do these podcasts during my lunch break, so whatevs, its my time. I don't have a car, so I don't drive anywhere but just uh, here on a Saturday. Nobody is here in the office, so I was like, you know what? Let's do a podcast, bitches. Let's make this happen. Let's get it out while it's fresh. So this is only number one of the jailhouse confessions. The rest of them, not gonna be talking a lot about general population. Be mostly talking about work furlough. Because there's a lot of interesting characters in work furlough. It's like, a, it's like sitting up on that top bunk, looking down at the rest of the people. It is truly like watching a sitcom, like a jail house version of The Office or of that Nickelodeon show, Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Yeah, they should have one of those for, like, surviving and work furlough. Rule number one, don't piss in the shitter, don't shit in the pisser. Rule number two, shower once a day. Nobody wants to smell your BO. Just be a person. Take care of yourself. Brush your damn teeth. Rule number three, You know, don't call anybody a punk. Don't call anybody a bitch. Don't call anybody a pussy. Because those three words will get your ass thrown in the banyo for a personal on your ass. and No one wants that. I myself don't like conflict. I don't like to fight. I just like to be left alone to read, work out. I don't like to be I don't like people looking at me when I'm working out because I'm weak and small. I'm tall, but I'm small. I'm a small, tall, tall. small, tall man. But for the first time in my life, i have I have pectorals. My chest shuts out a little bit. And that's not a negative, my friends. That is not a negative. It's not a negative when you hug your mom. And when I was, you know, before jail, I'd hug my mom. And uh, I'd give her, you know, I'd hit her in the face because I have skinny elbows. She she'd tried to hug me. And she hit her hit her face or her eye on my bony-ass shoulders. My shoulder, my bony shoulders. But now I got some padding in there. I got some... Muscle tone. So it's nice. Builds up your confidence a little bit. You know. Cruise around Tinder. in A different light. Bumble. A different light by women. But you can't get into two in-depth conversations. Because at some point. They're going to want to go on a date. And I don't want to get then to that explanation. But like listen. I am not a criminal full time. I am. I'm only a part-time inmate. I don't think saying inmate, even with the hashtag part-time, is a a seller for the ladies, you know? But anyway, this episode's gone on long enough. And uh, I'll see you guys next week for another episode of easily irritated in the next three months jailhouse confessions this is jailhouse confession number one but it's episode five of easily irritated because i gotta tell you being in jail a lot of people that i am easily irritated by a lot of things that i'm easily irritated by just in general It is a place of easy irritation in jail, part-time or not. And if you're going through something like this and you find yourself going to general population, going to jail, going to work furlough, work release, whatevs, maybe this helps you out a little bit. Maybe it gives you some insight and you don't go in blind like I did, right? You don't go in looking and smelling like fresh meat. Instead, you go in, you conduct your race interviews, and you get the fuck out of there. You go in there with a strong, sturdy head up high. Say, hey, bitches, I'm Ken Folk. Regardless of what your race is, know that that's the best one. Uh, if you want to be the biggest, baddest warrior on the yard, maybe Chicano is the right one for you. If you find yourself only being able to understand Spanish, then go paisa. And if you feel like you're a selfish prick of a person, and possibly a drug addict, and, you know, white, then join the woods. Don't. You could be a black guy. You could be a nerdy black guy. If you want to be part of that racist bunch, you, you go ahead. I'll stick with the kinfolk. (sighs) There's another thing, jail. You don't get pillows. My friend was so blown away by that. It's like, were you able to bring your own pillow into work furlough? What? Pillows? You don't get pillows in jail. You're allowed two towels, man. And for those two towels, I recommend a regular towel that dries you well. Easy to carry around. and then the other towel make sure it's fluffy as shit make sure it's fluffy make sure it's soft make sure it's giant because you could use it for a pillow or an extra blanket because they have thin ass jail blankets that don't offer a lot of warmth also don't go barefoot in those showers you're going to get yourself athlete's foot or a staph infection you don't want none of that shit there's a lot of gross people up in there. And uh, hopefully by the end of the three months in October, when I'm uh, done with all this stuff, if it helps somebody that's going to go into jail, maybe you want to know what jail's like. Hopefully it helps you. Hopefully, hopefully you get something out of this. Because at least if one of you gets something out of this, And maybe maybe it'd all be worth it, you know? Things happen for a reason. And if you believe things happen for a reason, you can't just believe that when something good happens to You can't be like, oh shit, I got a new promotion at work. I nailed that audition, and I got a part of that show. Things happen for a reason. But when you get a parking ticket, or you get your ass thrown into jail... You're like, shit, I just have bad luck. No, things happen for a reason. It's the universe of God or whoever trying to teach you something, trying to teach you some kind of lesson. And you could either, you know, make the best out of a situation, try to learn something, try to self-reflect. Because, you know, at the end of the day, whether I believe I'm guilty of the charges or not, I made decisions that led me up to that point. And to be profiled by those cops. My car was messy. Trash everywhere. My had a broken taillight. I was wearing a flash t shirt. I'm a twenty I'm a twenty-nine year old adult man. I dressed like a ten year old. My friend now makes fun of me because I wear a sports coat to work. But you know what? I don't get profiled anymore. Cops drive by me and say, look at that stand-up young man. Look at that clean-cut individual. They don't find me suspicious. This is a good thing. Because I'm not suspicious. I'm a nice guy. I don't feel like I belong in jail, but there I am. So I'm trying to learn things from it. Become a little more disciplined. Right, I make my bed in the morning, wake up at 6 every morning, turn in my jail ID so I can be released to go to work. And then I go work out for an hour, go take a shower, read a book. I don't eat the breakfast. Fuck the breakfast. But and then I go to work. Order some food in from Grubhub or Postmates. And then I return. I return to jail. I was able to work out a deal with the first lift that picked me up. You know, I didn't think the lift all the way through. I was like, I'll just get a lift back. A little taxi thing. Back to jail. And then you tell the lift driver, hey, I'm going to... That's Raya Jail. And they get a funny look on her face. She got a funny look on her face. So I felt the need to explain my situation. She felt sympathy for me, and I was able to work out a deal. You know? A few hundred a month, like 125 a week, flat fee, and she'd drive me back to jail every day. Uh, pick me up, drop me off. She's a cool cat. Her name's Arlene. And uh, we listen to podcasts on the way back. We listen to Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. We listen to music. That's one thing I definitely appreciate more. I've always loved music. But when you don't get music at all, to be able to listen to whatever the fuck you want, I get to listen to Motionless and White when I'm out of here. I'm working. I've got the earbuds in. And I'm listening to metalcore. I get to listen to Gary Clark Jr. I get to listen to podcasts. I get to listen to comedy. It's my time. I might be doing work. You know. Might be doing a regular person's job. But whatevs. It's my time. And I'm not in jail. For that time. So if you get anything out of this, even a little small amount, is that appreciate your freedom because it can easily be taken away from you. I might feel free right now, but technically I am still a property of the government up until October 14th. So if you're walking around, listen to this podcast, know that you're lucky as shit because wherever you are, whether it be in a mall, sitting in your car, walking around at a park, maybe you're doing some work. Know that you get to sleep in your own bed at night and you don't have 200 roommates. You don't have detention officers waking you up at 2 o'clock in the morning playing the national anthem because they find it funny when it says, you know, that you're free. They find it funny because you're not free. And they know that. And they want you to remember that you are not free. You get to go home to your family. Your, your kids, your dogs. Go take a swim in your pool. They're not pools in jail. And if they did, you wouldn't want to swim in it. Because uh, the other inmates are gross. There's a reason why you wear shower shoes. Anyway. This is uh, episode six of Easily Irritated and chapter one of the Jailhouse Confessions. I'll see you guys later. This has been stand-up comedian Mike McCowan, and I'm out of here. Listening to broadcasting from beyond the grave. Tonight's chilling episode, Death Incorporated. Ow! Can you hear the bell